Hey guys, welcome back to Chaotic But Good. I'm here this week with yet again another stranger. I say stranger, but I just came and picked you up from your hot living situation that we're going to talk about. But I'm here with Jason, a young 20-year-old man for the... 21, 21. Sorry, you're like full legal, can get your own drinks at the bar and stuff like that. But um, we are hanging out today, and for those that are just listening and can't see, um, we're... I really wanted to talk to you about like accessibility and your story and what's going on because you utilize a wheelchair, which is fucking cool, I guess. Is it? <laughs> it, it uh, I, I guess. Like, <laughs> I, 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 I don't think about it that much. Like you're like, I just, that's how I get around. Yeah. So you are 21 years old. Do you mind if I ask what your disability is? No, not at all. What is it? I was curious when I came and picked you up. Um, I have cerebral palsy. Oh. <gasps> Okay, and I didn't, I mean, you never know. There's so many different words and things and going yeah. on. But I was, and isn't that like, so like super tight muscles is a part of it, right? Oh, absolutely. Is, yeah. What else did you, did your parents know that you were going to be born? At all? Or, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or did they know that you were going to have a disability before you were born? Or was this a surprise? Truth be told. I have no idea. You've never thought to ask this question? I'm adopted. Oh! oh. Are you kidding me? No. That's so That's so cool. I'm so, also adopted. Are you really? I am. Whoa. Oh my gosh. I feel like I was born from my mother and father. I feel really <laughs> left out. Of loser. The, a well, loser? I mean, we were too. We just got adopted. <laughs> how, how old were you when you got adopted? Um, I was four. Are you adopted from somewhere cool or... Jackson? <laughs> uh, I, once again, I don't really know. Do you just yeah. not ask questions about yourself? Well, I, I I assume somewhere in Mississippi, of course. Like, I know that because I've heard things about my mom in passing. But also, I never have ever really cared to know. Yeah, that's I, that's just so interesting. And what's wild, like just a side note, I've always wanted to adopt to adopt kids with special needs or like of a varying ability, whatever. But like, that's just wild. So, but I assume like you probably haven't asked your parents if that's what they were going for, or if they just saw you and they were like, "He's precious." That's the I one. actually have. See, I do ask questions. <laughs> I do. Just not the ones I want to know the answer to. Well, not yet. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I remember one day I asked my mom, like, did you ever th- think when your dad were going to adopt a kid, did you ever think you would adopt someone with a disability? And I got the real sweet Southern mom response. God called me to you. <laughs> <laughs> no. So they saw you and they were like, that's our baby, which, yeah. I mean, that's pretty cute. So you grew up, did you grow up around the Jackson area? Um, I grew up in Pilahatchee. Okay. Um, which is just outside Brandon for reference. So is your, does your family still live there? Um, yes, their address is. <laughs> <laughs> they, so, but okay, so you moved to Jackson, you're 21, and I want to get into this because I came and picked you up from a nursing home. Mm-hmm. What is, how long have you lived in this nursing home for? Since November. Oh, so this is like Very new. new. Why, why a nursing home? Uh, it's honestly super complicated. Uh, 
how serious you willing to go on the on the pod. I, however serious you want to go, I love seriousness. Um, cool because I will be both serious and silly. <laughs> um, but uh, I had to go into a nursing home because my mom kind of cornered me into it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so at the time. I was living with my mom, and we just we we do not mess at all. Yeah, for a variety of reasons. Absolutely. Um, and at the time, I had a home health nurse. Like, I was hoping to get an apartment with, you know, like one or two home health nurses mm-hmm. with split shifts, and then um, yeah, it didn't just didn't really work out. Well, like, cost of living is, like, crazy expensive right now anyway, and I can't imagine, like, tossing a disability and, like, home care nurses on top of that. I'm sure that's a pretty pity. Yeah, at the time, insurance was like, "Mm, we're not going to really pay for his home health nurses, like, because I was about to turn 21, and in the United States, um, my lawyer advises me not to say this, but um, (laughs) but in the United States, when you turn 21, you just automatically stop being disabled. Not entirely, but, you know. It, like, cuts off a lot of resources that you have. So how did you find the nursing home that you're at? Um, I actually, I went to one of my doctors, and my doctor gave me a list of nursing homes, and I was like, well, I guess I'll check out the newer ones. <laughs> the newer ones. Is it a, like, I I feel like I already know the answer, but I don't want to assume. And, well, you kind of said something when I got there. Do you like being in a nursing home? <sighs> I, don't get me wrong. I have met some nice, genuine people there. Heard some really interesting stories. Seen some unforgettable shit. I'm so excited to hear about that, too. But, um... No. <laughs> well, I can't imagine like being 21 and trying to like find your independence and then being in that sort of situation. But I think that goes to really speak for the accessibility, especially in the South. Do you know if like like the fact that we don't have a place for people like you is kind of mind blowing, honestly, because there's so many people. I have found that there is no middle ground for people who are not cognitively aware. And there's also not a, like, there's no middle ground for people who are not cognitively aware but functioning. And there's also no middle ground for people who are cognitively aware and functioning. Because with our, like, mental health systems, there's really no long term mental health facility. In the state of Mississippi, at least not one that won't kick you out after X amount of days. My lawyer is gonna <laughs> not going to be. We uh, will we're not. getting a call now from your lawyer. <laughs> oh, we will no. not tag him. But um, but no, like, I don't know. How is the city of Jackson, like, is it accessible? Is it easy for you to get around? Like, you had that. That I'm sure very expensive wheelchair that you were. When I pulled up to come get you, I was like, this is not going to fit in my car. And so I was really glad that we were able to transfer to a, a different chair. I was like, I did not prepare for this whatsoever. But um, yeah, so is the city of Jackson like accessible or not really? I would like to remind you that I am in a nursing home. Uh, well, <laughs> They don't. They don't tend to just open the doors for people in nursing homes. Look, that's just. It's just so. 
typically, I don't know if anything's changed in the three months, three or four months, but typically Jackson's been about as accessible as every other place in Mississippi. Yeah, Mississippi just kind of sucks as far as that goes. Do you do you travel? Have you traveled before? I have gone on um, trips with family, and I haven't really traveled independently yet. Um, I like that. I like that. Because by the end of the year, I'm not going to be in a nursing home anymore. Oh, really? What's your plan at the end of the year? Uh. I'm actually going to Colorado. Oh, shit. Why? Um, So this is one of those moments um, I'm sure everyone's felt where things just kind of fall into their lap at the right time. Yeah, 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 yeah. And one of my friends, her name is Miracle. Um, that, okay, yeah, cute. I like where this is going. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. Her name's a Miracle. And when she found out I was going to a nursing home, I... She messaged me and she said, me and my boyfriend are moving to Colorado at the time she said next year, but this year, you know, um, come with us. It wasn't a, will you come with us? It was a, you have so much potential. Why are you sitting in a nursing home thing? That's crazy. Are you excited for that move? Oh, absolutely. Are you nervous about that move? Oh, absolutely. (laughs) I can't like... The thought of leaving Jackson, like, I don't want to be here forever, but even being where I'm at, like, 28 years old, there's obviously an age gap between us. I say that, like, they stop (laughs) carting you when the life leaves your eyes, and I think mine's starting to leave my (laughs) eyes a little bit. But, um, like, moving is scary, and I'm sure, like, moving in a different... Okay, I wasn't gonna... But, like, moving and finding, like, new resources and, like... Finding yeah. yourself, but then also being like young and doing it on top of being disabled, I'm sure is mm-hmm. a lot. But also, that's coming from somebody that's never been physically disabled. So, like, what do I know? I mean, you never had a cast, or anything? I I broke my foot and I had like a boot, but I just stopped wearing it. That's disabled enough for me, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the club. <laughs> But no, I'm trying to think of like, no, no, I've been very blessed in that. I say it's like I was driving you here and as I told you, I was told recently that I was a wonderful person, but a horrible driver. (laughs) And, but your comment cracked me up because you were like, if we're in a wreck, I'll, I'll be exactly the same. (laughs) (laughs) I might get better. (laughs) (laughs) If you hit me in the right spot, some joints may may loosen up a little bit. But okay. So you were raised in Pilahatchee. Where'd you go to high school? Um, Pilachi High School. Oh, okay. That yeah, yeah. that tracks. And I heard that you were a theater kid, or I got that impression. Definitely a theater kid. What um what shows have you been in? Uh <laughs> oh boy, I have stories. Uh I was in Susical Junior. What were you in Susical? <laughs> I was part of the chorus. Oh. And I was also a bush. A bush? <laughs> 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 I, I want you to keep doing this every single time. Ask me what I was in each, in each, each place. So what were you in? What's another show you were in? Uh, the next one that I remember was um, Willy Wonka. <gasps> I was in Willy Wonka. Who were you in Willy Wonka? <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, I was an Oompa Loompa. Okay. <laughs> and because the ads are always my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> and I was a character who had to mouth one line and the line was bad nut. Oh no! What, what a good, what a good part. I yeah. was, I was like really angry being in Willy Wonka because I was a senior. Right. Well, I was a senior that year, and I wanted to be like a lead because that was my thing. And I got cast as Mrs. Bucket, and like, oh. yeah, I was devastated. And lo and behold, ten years later, it does not matter at all. <laughs> like, it no, didn't, not at all. Didn't matter in the scheme of things. What other shows have you been in? Uh, I was in Annie. <gasps> Well, I like played Annie in a part, like I sang the solo. But who were you? The dog? No. Okay. It's so much worse. What? I <laughs> was a radio caster. Okay. Named Bert Healy, and and oh shit, Franklin Delano Roosevelt. No, they didn't. They did. <laughs> They so did. When you got that cast list, what was your reaction? Were you like, of fucking course. Like, of course I was. That I I was like literally the most typecast of all typecast. Like it was at the in the moment I didn't realize it was like, oh, this is shit. Well, yeah, I did. But like I didn't want to believe that it was done shittily, but it it kinda was. Yeah. Because our um, head of theater at the time, uh, she cast people based on how they looked and what they could do as spoken out of her own mouth. Like, um, when we did Susical, um, the, there was a group of like monkey characters and they were <gasps> all really no she didn't and this is not you're like young enough that this was recent and not that it would have been okay even when i was in high school but like you would think more aware of what was going on with that i and what made it worse is they weren't all black but just enough and their costume was a monkey mask with football jerseys with their names on the back of it was was this teacher a little prejudiced do you think Oh, this teacher was absolutely prejudiced. Do you want to, like, shout her out or not really? You can be messy if you want to, but uh, you also don't have to. Yeah, fuck you, Vicky. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's that's insane. So you do theater. What other what other um, hobbies do you have? Um, I write. Okay. I, um, I do stand-up comedy. Oh, is that how you know Lana? No, I have known Lana for about almost 12 years now because she helped with theater. Of course. Yeah. That also, I think we talked about, I keep finding theater people to do this, which also Makes tracks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you want some attention? I'll give it to you. Yeah. Like, I'll, yeah, no. But so you guys, and I was so grateful that, I don't know. I'm hoping that you'll have a friend that I can have on next week and then just kind of keep spreading this little train of strangers. I thought about it. I thought I thought about having a friend do this, but I'll have to run it by the friend first. The friend. Because the friend lives in Portland. Oh. So it might be the first digital, digital? chaotic but good. Do no, you, we can do that, yeah. Do you do those now? I've always done those. Oh. We can put the Zoom call in the big monitor. Really? Yeah. I just... Yeah. You sitting menacingly in the center chair. In the chair. center, golly. I do Wide love attention. Angle. Like, I have a podcast. I'm not my, I do not mind being the center of attention whatsoever. Your 
name is not in the title of the podcast. Well, it, well, it kind of is. It (laughs) (laughs) well, that also ended up. I had to have a name. I told you that I started this with a friend for high school, and like I literally, I think I was like on the way here and coming up with the name, but it ended up working out like super well. I got a tattoo in a kitchen on Christmas Eve of the little smiley face. Like, yeah, it didn't, it didn't like get infected. So, but not my smartest decision, but also not my worst. So, was that your first tattoo? No, I have four tattoos. So one of them, uh, the first special needs camp I worked at was called Camp Ruby, and I got a ruby. I was like with a guy at the time, and I got this ruby, and it's fine. It's very masculine. Broke up with said guy, went to New Orleans, and was like, I want a little skull on my hip. And I ended up with this, like, I think I've told this on the podcast before, so I feel so bad. But I haven't told you, so they can just... Fast forward, deal with it. But I have like a side piece with a skull, but he looks like he's wearing a toupee. He was like big G man. He's awful. And then I got a tattoo when I relapsed on alcohol, um, and I killed four years of sobriety. So got like a tombstone with a four. Mm. And then I was like, we'll get the smiley face. This is the most happy one that I've gotten so far. But no, do you have any tattoos? I have the one. Um, It is a tattoo. Or it is a tattoo of part of a like old school leftist folk singer's signature. Oh, who is it? Um, Phil Oates, I think is how you say it. It's O C H S, and I, I I I'm pretty sure it's Oaks. Why did you? Why do you just like this guy? I I really like his music and his message, and like because he's just. All about being a decent human being, which way back then was not the coolest thing, let alone his politics, you know? Yeah, so that's just somebody that you're like, I want to be like this guy, or I want to spread that energy, Yeah, pretty much. We'll have to listen to some of the music on the way back. So, okay, how... I want to hear about this nursing home. I'm I'm so curious. So my grandmother, as most grandmothers do, lived in a nursing home. And I had some wild stories just from, like, visiting. So I can't <laughs> imagine living there, all the stuff that you have going on. The things you see, I'm telling you. What are some of the things that you've seen? Share They're with me. They're all faking. They're all faking. <laughs> and we talked about this a little bit, too. And I want to ask you, before we get into these stories... How often do you manipulate people into doing things for you that you do not need done? Never. Never? <laughs> At least not in the nursing home. Or do you just, like, let them, like, if they assume you can't do something, do you let them? No, you saw how it was before we even went on air. I was like, you know, if I, if I noticed, like, I needed help with something, I was like, hey... Can, can you open that? Can you do this? Yeah. I have a friend, an old friend of mine that has cerebral palsy as well, and we went out to eat somewhere. And, um, and you baby birded him. I literally fed her french fries the whole time, tater tots, and I got done. Like, at the last one, I was like, you can feed yourself. She was like, you didn't, you didn't ask. <laughs> I was like, I was like, and I knew this, but, and that goes to speak, like, that sometimes even I still have assumptions and, like, think certain things that aren't always the case. Oh, yeah. And honestly, this is going to sound weird coming from a disabled person, but I do too. Like, not obviously everyone's disability is not similar, but sometimes I'm like, oh, they totally could have done that. Yeah, yeah. I see that. And again, we talked about how I work with the uh, 
disabled community as well, but it generally tr uh, tracks more with like intellectual disability. Yeah. And I see things all the time that happen that like a lot of people that I know can be, they, if you don't ask, they'll let you, which is like <laughs> fair. If you assumed I couldn't do something like, I'm a little lazy sometimes. I'd let you do things for me that I don't necessarily need. We all are, though. We And I just can't. But what are these old people faking? Um, and are they all old? Are they old? Like, are there any I anybody am, your age? I am by far the youngest person in this facility. By, yeah. like, 50 years at least? <laughs> or, or I guess... I think there's one 30-something-year-old. I've talked to him once in passing. Um... For some reason, I've just gravitated towards the people in the facility who are keen to bullshit. Ah, <laughs> like, okay. Like that that are pretty relatively aware of what's going on, and they recognize like, oh, this is some deep shit. This is so. What kind of tell me some of these stories about some of these people? Um. Well, the reason I say a lot of them are faking is because, like we said. There are times where these residents can do things that they just choose not to. And I do believe in some semblance it's because they feel as if they don't get any attention anymore. Mm -hmm. Be that their family has abandoned them or they don't get visits much or what have you. It's just a... It's a fickle thing to talk about because, you know, you do it to toe the line, like... But the craziest things I see are when it's the people who are in their right mind who are acting as if they aren't. Do you have any like mortal enemies? Yes. That are that are like you're, like you're beefing with some seventy year olds. Yes. <laughs> Fuck Angela. <laughs> Angela is a menace, like a grade A menace. She is in her right mind. Now Angela. Who will never see this. Um, yeah, not on Facebook, probably. Like No. <laughs> Angela uh, has a coloscopy bag, mm -hmm. which you know what that's for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The audience can Google. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but she chooses to empty her own coloscopy <gasps> bag. Where? Everywhere. Oh, oh no. that's shitty. <laughs> <laughs> Are you sure you don't do stand-up comedy? <laughs> no, thank you. No, I don't. I actually tried to write uh, an all, like, squirrel brain for a second. I tried to one time, and somebody told me I was funny. I was like, I actually tried writing something, and I tried, like, reading it to them, and they weren't, they stopped me and told me that it was not that funny and that yeah. I needed to chill out, but no. Yeah. But just punny, like, just some good dad humor every once in a while. But cool, cool. So Angela, like... Makes a fucking disaster out of everything. She throws, she basically throws her colossal bags at the wall, on the floor, anywhere she can. Why? Just attention seeking? Or? Yes. That's her main thing is attention seeking. Um, now, Angela, let me preface this, is also a mean old lady. Oh, uh, like, yeah. As you would probably assume. But, um, yeah. She is. Doing it a lot, a lot of the time out of spite, and also because her family can't and also doesn't want to take care of her. I can imagine, like, 
I feel like society treats a couple groups of people horribly, and like the elderly is a community that gets kind of like. They deserve it. <laughs> they deserve it. <laughs> I've been in this facility, and I have sympathy for four of them. <laughs> four. The rest of them are just the worst. I, like, I, I, have, I have jokes aside. I have sympathy for all of them, but in my own little fucked up way. Uh, because people like Angela, who are downtrodden and kind of left, Mm-hmm. They do seek so much attention that they will do anything. They will go at shocking lengths to get it to the point where Angela will sit in the middle of the hallway, not off to the side, not anywhere else. She will sit in the middle of the hallway and expect you to ask her politely to move. That's just petty. Like, that's some middle school shit. And Angela has vision problems. Uh, I like the, there were air quotes for people that aren't watching and just yeah. listening. <laughs> there were. Um, she is cross-eyed. She has a genuine vision issue, mm-hmm. I imagine. But I know for an absolute fact she overplays her vision issue. Because she can see you up close and from far away. You'll be coming down the hallway, not saying a thing, and she'll be like, Hey, Claire. Oh, and so she'd know that I was coming, but then she'd ask me polite. What happens if you don't politely ask her to move? Do you just, like, stand off with her? She'll say, please. Oh, yeah, no, I can't. I, I've put her in her place so many times. Have you ever just, like, considered, is she in a wheelchair as well? Yes, but not a cool one. Have you, yeah, you have a really cool one. One that, yeah, is, but, like, just, like, chicken her. Like, play the game chicken with her, and she'll move eventually, right? <laughs> not if I'm quick enough. Not if I'm quick enough. Like <laughs> she'll never move again. She'll ne- she'll never move again. <laughs> we have da, a threat. <laughs> All jokes. Uh, so is there in so being with a group that's older? They obviously grew up in an age where people with disabilities were treated differently. Yeah. Um. Do you find that that gets put on you sometimes? No. No? Like, the, do they love you? Like, are you... Also, no. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of them think I'm a little shit. They, and is they're that, right. Is that, is that, I was going to say, is that because you're causing problems? Or... No. Uh, a lot of it is because of, you know, like, the age gap. Not all Not all of them. A lot of them look up to me just because they see, like, the fact that I'm level-headed. And I take things in this facility at face value. Like, yeah, but the ones that don't tend to like me, it's just because I speak my mind. Like I was getting my nails painted uh, here recently, and uh, one of the residents who um, was a veteran in Vietnam. Ah, I'm sure wasn't a big fan. <laughs> not, not at all. Uh, he was talking about how. Jason was the only um, girl in his family. And I was like, well, maybe if you had a woman leading you, you wouldn't have lost the war. <laughs> <laughs> what did he think about that? Fucking. But it is interesting to me just because there are people in there that like me. like, And they look at me no different because of the age gap. 
they almost look at me as, hey, we're in the same boat. Like, we all have disabilities of some kind. Yeah. And and a lot of them are just grateful that I don't exploit it because you'd be surprised. There are people in there that exploit their disability like crazy. Yeah, that's... Can, a- I, can I ask you a question? Yes, because you asked so nice. Okay. <laughs> Please. <laughs> do, do you struggle with resenting your family? Ooh. Do you resent them for putting you in that facility? Or are you at peace with it? I I I definitely resent my family. <laughs> okay. My my family not a hundred percent of them, but like let's say ninety seven percent of my family sucks. Like they they were abhorrent growing up. Like it was, it was real bad, and that wasn't because they were ill prepared or what have you. It's just you know, I see abuse, I call it abuse. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so going from that <laughs> to, um, David's dying off screen. He's coughing a lot. <laughs> Danny <laughs> is passing he's out. <laughs> really taking away from my emotional <laughs> spotlight. <laughs> I'm so sorry. No, it's okay. Um. But I see abuse and I, I call it abuse, you know. And I know abuse is different for everyone, emotional, physical, verbal, whatever. Um, but it sucked growing up. I had a sister, uh, have a sister who is uh, also adopted. We're not blood related. Mm-hmm. Thank God. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it was really, really rough growing up. And. That is one thing I can say is even in the nursing home, I still have a bed to sleep in and a roof over my head. Yeah. Like, which is something I'm super grateful for, especially considering that some people who were in the facility were homeless and are now in a nursing home. Yeah. Is that, do you mind if I ask, like, kind of touch on your upbringing? Like, did it kind of cover all what you would consider, like, neglect, abuse? Did it cover, like, the emotional, the verbal, the physical? Did it cover all of those? In its own in its own way, yes. Like, every every single one of them was was touched, even even just a little. Mm-hmm. Like, like my, my sister is almost kind of brainwashed by it all. Yeah, and you were kind of able to see past exactly. all of it. And I'm sure that's, like... It's a weird place to be in to be the self-aware one in your family. Yeah, especially when you look at me. And, <laughs> mo- and most people on the street, like, no offense, they don't think I'm self-aware at all. Yeah, I was going to ask that, too. Like, do you get a lot of the, can I help you do anything? Is there? Are you having a good day today, Jason? Like, do you get the baby talk? Sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm hearing trauma responses in my ear. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm getting post-traumatic stress disorder. You're like, I can't. So I take that as a big yes. Oh, absolutely. Like, um, one of my favorite things that people do when I'm out in public is I love when old white women and old white men uh, come up to me and they pray for me. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. I've had to learn, like... <sighs> I appreciate people's faith where it comes from. I also am in a different, like, but I can see where that would be. It's like, dude, like, you can pray over me, but that's not going to take away the CP. Like, No, not not even even that, because I have no negative slights on 
anyone's religion as long as they're not harming or hurting anyone yeah, outside yeah, yeah. of them. But um, it's the people who act like, oh, you're perfect just the way you are. And then they come up to me and they're like, dear sweet baby Jesus, please take the crippled away from him. Uh, and it sucks every single time. So I've gotten to where I just take the piss. Well, and I'm sure that that's because it's also like, yeah, I'm sure it's inconveniencing to be disabled sometimes, but you also haven't known anything different. Like, this is just your life, and yeah. you're just trying to live it. And that is one thing I will say. That's one thing that I clearly recognize while I'm in the nursing home, too, is these are people who, for the most part, have been perfectly able yeah, their entire lives, like perfectly able-bodied people being put into situations where they're no longer that, be it nature took its course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I realized how bad that sounded as I was No, saying. <laughs> it didn't. Like, no, yeah, like you get older, things yeah. things stop working, and you're like, I was born with it not working. <laughs> like, yeah. I've. so how does that, how does how do you you said that it just like takes a lot out of you like it why does it take so much out of you is it because like you feel less than when people say something like that or it's not necessarily less than because i know deep down inside that i am no better than joe Schmo who's praying over me you know? yeah it just makes me not feel as recognized as these people think they are trying to recognize me. Does that that grammar was off? No, that makes sense. <clears throat> they yes. Wait. Okay. Explain it for me. Okay. <laughs> See, I told you the grammar was. <laughs> it works. It wasn't that it was bad. My brain just kind of fried out for a second. So they think they're seeing me for who and what I am, mm -hmm. when in fact they are seeing this idealized version of what disabled is as propagated through like TV shows or what have you. Like the good doctor is not Superman because he's autistic, you know? Yeah. He's just autistic. He's just, do you think that shows a good representation? No. That? Okay. I'm, no, I'm not even autistic and no. No. <laughs> did you, um, did you ever watch, what was that show? Speechless? Um, I'm sure that there's. I can't think of anybody that, else. Is that the show with uh, Zach Anner, the guy who I has don't know his name, but he's got CP. CP. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's him. Did you like? Did you watch that show? Or I guess not. I never watched it, but I I heard of it, and I never knew if it was good representation. Honestly, the best representation for cerebral palsy I have in media is. Breaking Bad. There's oh, a, the son. Doesn't he have CP? He has cerebral palsy in real life, and he just happened to have it on the show. He wasn't son with cerebral palsy. He was just son. And that that's a pretty cool, like, to not, yeah. uh, to not be, to just be, exist without it needing something special attached exactly. to it. And that's such an interesting, um, I feel like, I was trying to think there was something... Oh, I just started watching Game of Thrones. Don't tell uh -huh. me any spoilers. I'm like 10 years behind, and I don't want to hear it. But I asked, there's the man on there that has dwarfism. Yeah, and they just kind of made his character, like it just 
exist. Like it's not, it's not, this is, he's here for this. Like that's just a part of who he is. And I asked if that had been a big thing 10 years ago when that show came out. And apparently it was huge for that community to just have somebody simply exist and be able to be on TV without it being a, um, like a campy thing or like something extra. I don't even know if campy is the right word for that, but without it being something like Uh, cutesy and like fun or just existing. Yeah. It, it, at least from my perspective, when it's happened, the, the one time I can think of in media, there could be others, but I don't know. Um, it's pretty cool. Honestly, like obviously you wish there was more representation without taking away from the art that has to be put on screen. Like, you know, when I was doing Willy Wonka, I wasn't asking to play Willy Wonka and do 25 cartwheels. Yeah, yeah. Like, but, and you were an Oompa Loompa? Yeah. Did they paint you orange? Sorry, side comment. No. (laughs) No, That would also be problematic. (laughs) We can only have, like, one or two controversies uh. Uh, a musical and that one would have been crossing the line yeah um so back to like media representation or i guess just like representation in general as we talked about a lot of people assume physical disability and intellectual disability kind of like crossover how does that work in your life like how does that do you feel more connected to people with intellectual disabilities because y'all are going through disabilities in different way or do you separate the two that is a good question, because, and my answer just won't do it justice. But I tell people this all the time. I am a disabled person who hates being around other disabled people. Really? Why? Well, what I mean by that, since it's such like a ill-gotten phrase, it sounds so bad out of context, I don't like being around people who are overtly disabled at least in public, because oftentimes I find that I'm clumped in with those who are non, who who are non like functioning in the cognitive sense. So you find that like if you're hanging out with a group, or if you're hanging out with a group doing. If you were hanging out with somebody with a different disability, they would assume that you have an intellectual disability because of that. Correct. Okay. And that's, I mean, that's a fair, I I mean, that's a fair thing to think about too. Like, I would never think, but I, I would assume that if I saw you hanging out with a group of my friends from special needs camp and you were hanging out, I would be like, ah, this is, this is one of those guys, which is, is not, again, my own my own prejudices that I have about the situation, like, which is kind of, it's really hard being so passionate about this community and then realizing that my brain still does things that are not. And don't get me wrong, I'm no expert either. Uh, Like I, and I think almost everyone in the disabled community, go with the flow. Like we we all want to advocate for one another, but sometimes I have to take a step back and recognize I should not be advocating for someone who is missing a limb or or anyone with um anyone with down syndrome like I I should be aiding them I should be an ally but I should not be their advocate I almost find that they should deem 
their advocate someone who is worthy of being an advocate because I'm no expert. Yeah. So do you think that you can advocate for people that have cerebral palsy or can you just do it for yourself? (laughs) I mean, you put me in a room with like eight people with cerebral palsy and I know immediately we'll find common ground. Uh, But I do think I could be an advocate or people with my type of cerebral palsy. Oh, there's, oh, wait, I'm going to learn. There's different types? In a sense, I have, um, I'm a quadriplegic. You know what that is, right? Yeah, it means that, but wait, isn't quadriplegic where, like, your hands and your legs don't work? Yeah. But you're, you were texting me earlier, <laughs> like. Yeah. So what is that, What is, what am I missing here? I am labeled a quadriplegic strictly because when I was born, my my left side was, my left arm was weak, but it wasn't, like, incredibly weak. Like, like this arm's not, like, the weakest thing in the world. Yeah. Um, but meanwhile, they see weakness where they assume there's going to be weakness. They don't ask you after you're born, like, do you think you're this and I mean don't get me wrong like I I do recognize that in some sense I am a quadriplegic like in the sense that this arm is weak but not the weakest thing it's just it's complicated so and that's what's so interesting is that it kind of branches into set like there's so many different again it's all different for so many people and it's crazy like the same way that like I can sit on this podcast and talk to anybody and hear so many different stories. It's crazy that even within that community, it branches out so much more. Like if you look at Down syndrome, for example, there's so many different types and so many different people. And like, it's just, it's wild. So how does being disabled in the South come to making friends? Like, how does that work? And I know that like you're young and you're personable and I'm sure you have friends, but like, do people judge you before they get to know you or like, yes. So is it, do you think it's more difficult for you to make friends than? Yes and no, because one conversation with me and I would assume you'd be like, oh, he's not cognitively impaired at all. Yeah. Like, you know, obviously what, what I mean by that for people listening is I don't mean that if you seem 100% fine, you're not exactly cognitive, like. You get what I'm saying. Like, yeah. You can be where you're making full sentences and still not be 100% cognitively there. And still, yeah, but, like, people talk to you and they know that you're of a neurotypical brain. Yeah. Yeah, so is it, and so, like, with making friends, it's hard enough to make friends in your 20s anyway. Like, how do you meet people? Um, Tinder. We'll get to that. <laughs> <laughs> Typically, uh, I meet friends of friends or I'm just out and I happen to bump into someone, you know, the way God intended. The way God <laughs> intended. So then on the friends thing, do you date? Yeah. Yeah? How do you meet people? Like dating apps. My, my last um, dating scene uh, disaster whatever it was uh, 
I I'd met them in like I'd met them just out out of the bar one night like and it was fine it was normal like obviously the perk of the perk of being at a bar is most of the time this person's drunk and they're not like whoa you're <laughs> he's disabled <laughs> uh they often reach a point where they're like whoa shiny wheels shiny <laughs> wheels let me talk to this guy yeah what's um so like is it hard dating i mean it's hard dating anyway like so i feel like i'm asking stuff that's like because you don't have any other frame of reference than the life that you've lived so do you find, have you ever, like, matched with somebody on a dating app and then they find out that you're in a wheelchair and that's, like, a big red flag, or? No. Uh, my my wheelchair is typically, and I almost feel like it has to be, or else I would almost feel like I'm catfishing in a sense. It's typically front and center on whatever dating app I'm on, you know? Yeah, you're, like, per- Permobile? Permobile? Yeah. Permobile, yeah. Permobile. <laughs> but, like, so when you... Is that also something, and I don't know if this is too much, but is that, like, can that be sexualized as well? Yes, but in, I mean, I think there's, like, a right way to sexualize almost everything. But so many people are weird about it. Like, I legitimately got a message from someone who was like, I've never fucked anyone in a wheelchair before. And I'm like, and you never will. <laughs> this is this is not happening. No, and that's so... And I remember one time, and this is a story that was... I ended up um, matching with somebody on Tinder. This is... So I matched with somebody on Tinder, and I was at an age, and I hope that this doesn't come across anyway, but there were two people in the picture, and it was somebody mm-hmm. that utilized a chair and somebody that didn't, and they put that they were a special needs advocate. And I was at a point in my life where I was too selfish to, like, and not that I was above, but I, being who I am, I'm trying, am I making you mad? No, I just didn't know exactly where this is going. Where this is going, trying to figure out who it was because I knew that I couldn't be the proper partner at that time. Whereas, like, at this stage in my life... I would recognize, but I also think that that's kind of a prejudice thing that I have being a caregiver in that sense that I would think that I had to be a caregiver, which is, is I'm sure very like not the case at all. Like, like when you date somebody, you don't expect them to do those things for you. Now, don't get me wrong. If they want to step up and be a caregiver, yeah, wipe my ass all day long. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh. I mean, no. We, the the healthcare world is so plentiful. Obviously, healthcare in the South and the United States in general is kind of like, uh, <laughs> but um, but yeah, like I I could get a home health aide or someone out there who's disabled could easily get a home health. Well, I don't want to say easily, but like could get one. Is that something like when you think about your future, do you want to get married? Is that something that you want in life or? Look, the one thing I've learned from all my friends who are divorced (laughs) (laughs) is do not bring the government in your relationship. And I've heard too that if you get married and you're disabled, it just gets worse. It gets so much worse. Your spouse's income counts towards your income. 
So if you have a long-term partner in the future, like if that's something that you strive for, is that something that's important to you to have somebody that would be willing to step up and be that caretaker role in the ways that you needed? Yeah, because truth be told, like, like it sounds so corny, but like in sickness and in health, like uh, it's so old fashioned, but like if you love someone, you do anything for them. I would think like, yeah, you know, like obviously everyone has their limits and I, I would never push someone's limits. That's not cool. But, um, but yeah, I, I, I wouldn't, truth, truth be told, I wouldn't expect them to do it. But it was, it would be something that would be like a pro on your list of a future partner. Yeah. I, I would never expect them to do something that I cannot physically do. Okay. I'm following. Because so, I wouldn't want to be like, hey, Rob, can you come wipe my ass? And then, <laughs> and then maybe. And Rob's out of tissue, and I'm like, I'm coming, honey. Like, here I'm. <laughs> what else is, what are other things that are, like, important to you, and not just as far as that goes, but just, like, you as a, like, what else is something in a partner that you would look for? Be, be aware of your environment and the goings-on and how what you can do can harm someone. Like, obviously, like we talked about, I'm not expecting you to know everything, but just, be willing to try because there are so many people out there who are like in their own prejudices and don't want to date someone in a wheelchair, not because they're in a wheelchair, but strictly because they don't want to put in the time and, and effort. No. And that's exactly where I was when I was in my early twenties yeah. because, and which is, it's awful and it's terrible to think back on, but like I knew that I, I knew that I couldn't be that person for somebody at that time because no. I was too selfish. Whereas, like, now it wouldn't be as much of a deal. Like, it would just be like, oh, this is a part of it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like if you're looking for the right person, you're looking for the right person. And yeah. I don't think that that goes, I mean, it kind of spans all aspects. Yeah. Um, so, you mentioned, you said partner. You said Rob. Are you, do you mind, what's your sexual orientation? I'm, I'm pan, whatever, you know, whatever comes my way. I'm whatever comes your way. I have a sister that's pansexual and I learned that P stands for personalities. That means that you're open for anything. Do yeah. you, do you go more towards either sex or any, are you gen, it, genuinely anybody? Look, it doesn't matter. Like uh, if, if I like you and you like me, like. Like, let's get it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, I I recently I've come to terms with the fact that I I look for the same values in a friend that I do in a relationship because your best friend should be not like your literal best friend, but like your your best friend should be the person you want to be with forever. Yeah, like you know, I'm not talking like best friend that you know. Is like in my phone, you know, like yeah. different, different platonic best friend versus like yeah. your emotional or partner best friend. I get what exactly. you're saying. I'm going to interrupt us for two seconds because I told Danny that we would do this. This episode, can you put the camera on me for a second? If it's not, yeah, it is. This episode is brought to you by Stanley Hoka's, which I need some new ones. So Hoka, <laughs> please, please reach out to me. But also, um, this really cool ad that we're about to play right now.
Are you ready to launch your podcast with ease? Let Audio Alchemy Productions elevate your content with our state-of-the-art four-camera studio and top-tier audio production. Focus on your message while we handle the rest. From recording to distribution on all major platforms. Whether you're a brand, an influencer, or a storyteller, let's amplify your voice. Contact us at 601-672-6591 and start your podcast journey today. This was also actually a really good segue into me bringing Danny into this for a second. Danny, can I ask you a question while we're here? Sure. Have you ever dealt with anybody with a physical disability? Have I ever dealt with someone with a physical disability? Like, in what sense? Like, well, like uh, professionally, you, personally? Like, you dropped Jason getting out of the car. I did. <laughs> yeah. I got dealt with. No. I was like, this man is not going to do this podcast I, anymore. I have not. I, I mean, I, I uh, no, not really. No, I, mean, I, I didn't know. I, I didn't. I feel ashamed. Like, I, I didn't know what to do, you know? I, I... Um, I, I didn't want to, I didn't want to hurt you. I didn't want to, like, I just, I didn't know like what the to do, you know? What are you, what's your like thought process on that? When he's like, I try, I tried to help, but like, I didn't know what I was doing. Is it kind of a, everybody has to start somewhere or. Oh, yeah. Like, so you don't hate me that I dropped you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there is a pause. <laughs> uh, here comes that resentment. <laughs> well, look. To circle back to what we were talking about, you know, I went I went on a date with someone, Danny, who dropped me during the day. <laughs> and I I was totally fine with going on a second date after. But then they ghosted me. <gasps> so it was fine. They dropped me again. <laughs> do you think that they were just embarrassed with the fact that they, or do you think it was something completely unrelated to that? Well, we'll find out if me and Danny keep in touch. <laughs> <laughs> we'll find out. Now look, I can't, like, I always say, but then I also felt like I was kind of, like, when I was texting you trying to figure out what I needed to do, like, I felt like I was kind of overstepping, like, being you like. You told me you felt like you were asking too many questions. Yeah, because I didn't want to, like, I want to be accommodating, but I just want to, like, I don't want that to be, like, a thing, you know? But I also didn't know if it was, like, too much to ask, or do you prefer people asking what you need? Especially since you don't like asking when you. Yes and no. Because in, in one sense, I'm trying to get get used to asking for help. Yeah. I really am. But also, like, please come to me and ask me if I need help. Because I'm like, otherwise, I feel like I'll never ask for it. So, like, it like, wasn't overstepping to, like, be like, hey, do we need pillows to help? No, because you better believe I would have been laying across this chair. Being like, <laughs> like, we're right. just here. <laughs> what, um, so some of the perks, um, you get, I mean, I didn't get, do you have a little, like, handicap sign that I could have popped in my car? Get us front. You didn't bring it. I don't because mine uh, expired. Oh, oh crap! <laughs> yeah, but who's really gonna give? Uh, you know what I mean? Like we roll up, we can do pretty much whatever we want. You're Look, uh, that's you're not lying. Um, one, I mean, who's gonna come on? One time, Danny, I uh, I drove my wheelchair through a McDonald's drive. Hell yeah, you did. Did you really? Did uh, they give you a hard time because of it, or were they like, "Well, I mean, it that, is a motorized vehicle"? They were like, "I'm doing my job." <laughs> is it true that you can get a DUI? I heard 
from somebody that was a cop that you can get a DUI for driving your motorized wheelchair while intoxicated? Um, well, <laughs> let's find <Yeah. laughs> let's, let's party. I, I don't know, uh, because these things technically can go on the side of the road and such. There's no, can they? There's no law against it. What speed can you get up to on that thing? Faster than you. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's my, not saying a lot, buddy. <laughs> that's my favorite response to people. Uh, but it typically, like, all the chairs I've had go up to six miles per hour. So have Six? Yeah. I could, yeah, I couldn't go faster than six miles. Not for long. Not, not for a long time. <laughs> so, in other words, I'm getting eaten by the bear if a bear comes to attack us. Uh, let's be real. I have to bear's skin run way faster. <laughs> <laughs> Is there um? Is there you... alcohol at the nursing home? <gasps> um. Once again, not yet. No, he's <laughs> working you know, on if it. If you want to bring some alcohol to <laughs> me, we can show Angela who's real. <laughs> <laughs> My grandmother's nursing home used to do wine nights, and they'd give them like half a glass of wine and water oh. it down. Mine does too. All they do is complain. Do you do you partake in the nursing home activities? Uh, yeah. I mean, like I I play bingo and do trivia. Those are the only activities that happen on a routine basis, really. And that's not to throw any shade to the activity coordinators because they're incredibly sweet. Like they're doing what they can with what they have. Oh yeah. And see, that's, I always said that I thought that I would do really well in like a nursing home environment, which I feel like saying that to you is you're probably like, fuck off. Like, <laughs> but no, somebody telling me what to do and like bingo at six, like, it seems like a lot less responsibility, which it feels really selfish saying that out loud now to somebody who I'm sure wants more independence and freedom. To well, be the real question is when you hit 65, how good do you think you'll be at wiping your own ass? I'm really probably not that great at it now, <laughs> if we're being honest. Okay, like. so you would do terrible in a nursing home. Yeah, I, mean, <laughs> I, um, so, okay, other things that, like, young people do. Are you big on, like, do you do live music? I'm sure you get front of the... <laughs> Honestly, I've never been to a concert concert. <gasps> really? No, I've, I've always wanted to go, like... I, I definitely want to go. Nobody ever comes here is the problem. And I'm sure uh, that, like, traveling is a little more of a thing for you to, like, figure out. I mean, yeah, like I said, never really traveled. But, like, I I don't see how it would be super difficult if I have a manual chair and I just let, like, a flight know, hey. Yeah, I've heard, like, don't take your expensive wheelchair on a flight. Do not. <laughs> Said that with some passion. Some I may never have traveled in my expensive motorized wheelchair or non-expensive, but uh, I've seen so many TikToks of yes of people's wheelchairs falling off like the on ramp to the to the luggage compartment or whatever. Yeah, no. And like one sweet, well, I assume she's sweet. One poor lady. Um, I got left on the tarmac. Oh, jeez. Oh, no. Yeah, this was major news. And that's like, that's your fucking legs. Like, that's how you get where you need to go. That's infuriating. Okay. I am, like, I don't know. I'm always, I'm just so interested in everything that, like, 
I really enjoy hearing the perspective of a young person with a disability because I feel like, and again, my, my knowledge generally spans with intellectual disability as well. What are some things that like you wish people knew about the community or is there anything important that we need to know as we begin wrapping up? We're not all paralyzed. We're not all paralyzed. You have no idea how many people think I'm paralyzed who who or have thought I'm paralyzed despite knowing me for like several days. And see, that's why. And I wasn't going to ask what your disability was until we got here because I told you I wasn't going to ask no. a lot of questions, which was very, very hard for this car ride over because I had so many. And I feel like I could talk to you for like six more hours, but unfortunately we're like starting to come up on the hour. So I might <laughs> have to get you back sometime soon. But is there anything, what is, if you could give... Well, is there anything else that you want me to know or us to know or? Not, this is going to sound, I'm going to sound like a bad disabled person, but not off the top of my head. Not, no, I don't <laughs> think that's a bad answer at all. Like we've covered a whole lot here. If there is one piece of advice that you could give the world, let's pretend like this is a world famous podcast and this is your one piece of advice. It's not. To, uh, that was sweet. I'll give you a ride home. because. That, uh, okay. But no, if there's one piece of advice that or life, uh, just anything that you would want the world to know, one final Jason comment. It's, it's okay not to be okay. Like, that's a gen genuine thing that, that it didn't even take me super long to realize and also it was because I came into my problem but if your problem comes to you or you come into the problem like either way it's gonna be okay like that's my uh, my genuine advice um is is that it'll be okay that's like one the one thing I try to tell myself you know still got depression <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but like yeah, it should be okay. Yeah, like everything ends up working out. I think that, like, I'm always surprised at how well the universe works out. And I love asking people at the end what their life advice is because you always hear something like, generally, it's like a simple advice, but it's very profound. And I think that that is a really cool statement coming from somebody in the situation that you're in. Well, like, genuinely, like, yeah. I think that's just awesome. But I'm like, I say this to everybody, but, like, I genuinely am so grateful that you were here and willing to do this. And this, I love getting to know people, and I've really enjoyed getting to know you. I really enjoyed this. You young little spring chicken. But, no, I definitely will probably have you back at some point because, again, this could have been, like, a four-hour thing, honestly. Yeah. But, Jason, thank you for being here today. Thank you for having me. Yeah, no, thanks so much for listening to Chaotic But Good this week. And we'll be chaotic again next week. You have to hook me up with one of your friends. Okay, yeah. 100%. Yes, but we will catch you guys next week. Have a good one.